swim to a super secret island on the Pacific Rim. And all they've got are their movies and each other. All they've got are their movies and each other. Harry might actually be a volleyball. It's Mike and Harry's Desert Island Movie Podcast. Welcome to the Desert Island Movie Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Harry. Today we're feeling a little bit nostalgic for for a different time in our lives when... We could go to movie theaters because we weren't stuck on an island. Oh, uh, yeah. That's the only reason. And that's, not something else. That's all. the reason that theaters are off limits for me and Harry. And only that reason. And, well, also, um, you know, it's harder to get into it. The general, a lot of movie theaters aren't super, like, volleyball friendly. They don't really, if they see, if I just start rolling towards the door, they're like, excuse me. I've been punted by uh, ticket takers who just think that it's like a volleyball that showed up and they want to impress their friends or whatever. Um, Mike, it sounds like you're, you're jingling. <laughs> a, uh, a friendly feral dog has just uh, oh, run wow. up to With me. With a collar. I, I don't think it's feral. Well, it's, it's, a collar. It's, it's feral. It's feral because I said so. Oh, um, that's fair. Yeah, that's no, fair. Oh. Uh, dude, my dog is making a lot of noise right now. <laughs> Up in your leg? <laughs> no, he's just like freaking out. It's because he wants dinner, <laughs> but like. Oh yeah, Charlie's kind of getting spoiled because he like, like it's it's like he can wait. It's not that big it's of a deal. Daylight savings, which is the dumbest. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Ever invented because Charlie too is equilibrium was thrown off because it's like suddenly he is eating. And waking up an hour later. Yeah, and he's like, he's know. like, it's dinner time, and you're like, it's four. It's like, what the hell's going on? I yeah. need my food. We like make Charlie's food too. Like, just we we had to do it because he was like sick a month or two ago, and then we thought like, oh, maybe we could save some money if we like just made him rice and vegetables and like ground turkey. Um, but then that became a pain in the ass. We tried switching him back to, like, dog food, and he didn't want it. He's <laughs> all fucking snooty now. He's like, what no. the fuck is this shit? Yeah, that's yeah, the same exactly. thing. The same thing happens with uh, Joey, my dog, because, like, he he's, like, older. He's, like, 13, I think, is what they've kind of estimated, between, like, 12 and 13. So he's starting to have, like, end-of-life health problems. So he has he has a couple medications that he's on, and the only way that he takes the pill is if you wrap it in American cheese. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's like the only way he'll swallow the pills. So like two times a day now he gets two big hunks of American cheese and like now every other treat, I feel like he kind of scoffs at. It's not, I'm not just giving you cheese. I'm like preventing your heart from exploding. But it's funny you should bring up cheese because that ties in directly to a nostalgic movie theater experience of mine. <laughs> yeah. So today we're actually, uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break from talking just directly about movies uh, and just kind of reminisce upon better times when we could go to theaters and have these interesting, nostalgic uh, experiences in theaters. So, Harry, speaking of cheese, apparently, what the fuck is this? Uh, uh, what the fuck is the segue? <laughs> I've mentioned it before. My favorite movie ever is No Country for Old Men. And I think it, there's not really like anything in particular that stuck out about this theater experience other than I went in to this movie and came out of this movie like with almost a different understanding of what I liked in movies but I got nachos when we went to see No Country for Old Men and I remember the cheese was like this it it had this like weird tang to it but it wasn't like uh, spicy in the way that some movie theater nacho cheese usually is Charlie what are you doing? Charlie are you under the bed? 
What are you doing? Come here. Anyway, he, uh, yeah, when, when I went and saw this movie with my dad, it was like a uh, spur of the moment. Um, hey, this movie's in theaters. It's been getting good reviews. Do you want to see it? And I had seen the trailer and I thought it looked really cool. So we like went and saw it. And I just remember, I like have all this sense memory of like, I remember I saw it like on November 21st, 2007. It was like the day before Thanksgiving. I remember like going in that day with my dad and we, you know, we got, I got nachos. We got like a hot dog or something. I ran into someone I knew from school and his mom and it was just like, oh, what are you seeing? They were seeing like, I think uh, this Christmas, the Chris Brown and I forget who else, like family comedy about Christmas that had just come out. Um, and I'm going to see future best picture winner and very, very violent, not kid friendly. No country for old men. Um, But I just remember, like, getting that and, like, getting this weird sense in the air of, like, oh, I bet this is going to be good. And then the whole movie just had me start to finish. I could not believe what I was seeing. I could not believe that you could make a movie like this where there's no payoff necessarily, but it still feels like a complete movie. So that's, like, the first thing I think of when I think of movie experience, just because seeing that in a theater was potentially life-changing for me do you know what the first movie that you saw in theaters is uh so i know that my family tried to take me to see hercules and i was more or less a baby so i couldn't i couldn't finish it but my one of my first memories maybe my first memory in general is going to see tarzan in theaters i was i must have been like three when that came out yeah i guess i always forget you're like a little bit younger than me but like I, the first movie I ever saw in theaters was Space Jam, and I don't, nice. yeah, I don't, I obviously, I don't really have a recollection of that, I don't really know how old I would have been, um, but I, I feel like that's kind of a cool one to be the first one. I don't know why I feel that way, because that movie right, sucks though. ass, kind of. <laughs> I uh, have never fully seen it. I think I saw it when I was a kid in parts, but I don't, it never, it was never in regular rotation, so it never stuck out to me. I think I like that, uh, like an early, like one of the earliest experiences I have with the theater is, is Looney Tunes and Bill Murray. <laughs> and a corporate, corporate synergy. And Michael Jordan pretending he's an actor. Oof, rough. But I don't have any, you know, crazy, like, theater experience with maybe my favorite movie of all time really like in the way that you just kind of talked about with no country for old men because my favorite movie at this point i would probably still say it's raging bull and i got lucky enough to be able to see that uh, like a film print of that in theaters but it was like not that long ago and it felt kind of like obligatory because i was like oh like it's happening i need to go see it because it's my favorite movie but like that's kind of the extent of it so it's not that special but i do have a random movie theater experience that involves food if you haven't seen inside out and you care about spoilers to inside out then skip ahead 40 (laughs) 45 seconds then shut Uh, the fuck up (laughs) but when i saw inside out there's a scene the scene where the character bing bong dies (laughs) there was someone in the audience who was eating a box full of like hard candy and it's a very emotional scene if you're like buying into the movie like very emotional like there was i could hear people crying in the theater and the instant bing bong vanished the person dropped their box of candy (laughs) so so hard candy was rolling down the stairs like 
forward and it just kept going from like the top of the theater all the way to like the bottom row throughout God the entirety damn. of like the most emotional moment in the entire movie. That's fucking hilarious. When I saw Inside Out, there was a kid who kept asking, audibly asking his mom, who's that? Why is she sad? Like, <laughs> like it was clearly like maybe a kid's first movie. And after we, like, after we were done watching it, I saw it with my siblings. Um, my, uh, my older sister like told the the mom whose kid had been talking like um oh you know i thought it was really sweet like hearing you talk with your your son like i think it made the movie more enjoyable for me as we walked away um my younger brothers said still kind of with an earshot i thought it was annoying (laughs) (laughs) it must have been like maybe like 12 (laughs) it was just one of those like out like it is i've kind of come around on that i feel like when i was about 12 i would have thought that that was annoying too or like 12 to like 15 now like yeah if you go see a kids movie and you hear kids like engaging with the movie and you're like a grown-ass person without a child in the theater and you're pissed off that the kids are enjoying the movie you're a piece of crap dude when i saw i've told you this story before when i saw ready player one this this i thought like the day it came out in burbank which is obviously in warner brothers backyard but the fucking, the credit, or the trailers ended, and some, like, neckbeard type dude was like, okay, everybody please be quiet, like, loud enough for the theater to hear, and then the Warner Brothers logo came up, and some guy on the other side of the theater was like, yeah, go Warner Brothers, you shut the fuck up down there! <laughs> dude, that's so good, I had one... That's <laughs> so fucking good. Yeah, no, I fucking, that type of shit is the best. I had one when... I saw Tree of Life, I believe the day it came out at the Arclight. Yeah. Uh, in like 2011 or whenever that was. I went with my brother. Um, I swear to God, like this is probably the craziest shit that I've personally seen, like with like yeah. a snooty audience. Uh, tree, the theater was full. Um, and the movie was starting. Like it was like, it was like production company titles on screen. And no joke, somebody sneezed. And someone went, shh, at a sneeze during the production <laughs> the production company titles. You Whoa. fucking asshole. Dude. It's, <laughs> Calm down. It's, it's what I, like, I, I go back and forth, like, try to be respectful of, like, people and your surroundings. But, yeah, if you sneeze, who gives a fuck? Like, yeah, like it's not like they're talking on the phone or something. When I saw Black Panther, um, it was... The thing, the thing that was crazy about Black Panther that I don't think people realize, and I guess it's true for maybe some of the other Marvel movies, but um, you had to, if you were like getting ticket, I think that was back when Movie Pass was still around, so I got tickets through Movie Pass. You needed to like get the tickets at in the morning if you wanted to see, and this is like two weeks after it had come out. Like it was just that big of a movie. Like those seats, those theaters were full like crazy, but. I went and saw it at the AMC in Long Beach, the marina, uh, the one that's by the Barnes and Noble, and um, it's essentially you just have all these like recliner couch seats. But I was like second row from the screen, like that's how packed it was. But like two rows behind me and to the right, some guy was like talking, and then got mad that people were shushing him. And out of eye shot, I think I only realized it because I turned around at one point the theater managers had to come in and escort him out because he was too disruptive (laughs) and they gave us all a free voucher for a movie (laughs) but like all of this i only was aware of because i turned my head (laughs) like it actually wasn't that big of a distraction that's crazy 
Oh my god, that yeah, I've had... I've, I don't know if I've ever seen someone be escorted out of a theater. I, I, when I saw Spider-Man 3 in, like, 8th grade, <laughs> the group of, like, kids that I saw it with, we should have been escorted out of the theater because oh, yeah. we were the fucking worst. And I feel like I was at a point where, like, I wasn't, like, that type of kid. So I was just uncomfortable the whole time. Oh, no. Because <laughs> of how, yeah. like, misbehaved the group was and how obnoxious <laughs> we were. And, like, I was, like, too self-aware to not just, like, have fun with my friends. I was, like, way aware of all the people, way aware of all the people around me that were, like, clearly pissed off. God. Um, I've, I've, I, I don't know if I've ever been there, but... I well, I feel like I've been in situations where I'm with like a group that's much rowdier than me, and I'm like, huh? Yeah, we're gonna get in trouble. Like that was what were you? Were you guys just too loud? Are you throwing shit? What was going on? It was like too loud at the beginning, and then, I mean, to be honest, I don't remember that much. Uh, And like I said, I I wasn't like personally participating in some of the more annoying shit. Um, But I remember specifically at one point, the guy in front of us turned around and asked uh us to shut up and then that was a mistake on that guy's part apparently because then everyone just decided to kick his seat the rest of the time (laughs) it was that type of that type of being the fucking worst and it was like opening day of spider-man 3 so if i i I would have to assume like i don't remember but i would have to assume that there probably wasn't a lot of empty seats you know like it's not like he could have just got up and walked (laughs) Um, I really fucking I, sucks that that guy. Hey, if you're a listener guy that remembers this from almost 15 years ago, I'm sorry. Uh, that sucks. That's the worst. I remember going worst. to a friend's. I had this friend in like elementary school. It was like sixth grade. I think he was a year younger. So it was his birthday, and I didn't realize this, but his he and. Uh, his family were the types who would get a ticket to something and if they got bored would just walk into another theater <laughs> and i remember being so upset because we we're gonna go see the invasion with uh daniel craig and nicole kidman the like invasion of the body snatches remake yeah. and like we just left in about like 40 minutes in and i was like wait i kind of want to see what happens and but i also didn't want to like not be with the group that i was with so we like snuck into the Simpsons movie for like two seconds, and I was like, but I was also stressed. I was like, why the fuck? We just yeah, pick one just, thing. Just watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> when do they get to the fireworks factory? Yeah, when, <laughs> no, yeah, I'm dude. I'm totally that way. Like I, I remember there was a, I think it was when I saw Kick Ass. There was like one kid in particular in our group. It may, I might be like mixing stories, but I'm pretty sure it was when I saw Kick Ass with some friends in high school that the there was one kid who was insistent that the rest of us who were buying tickets like open the back door so he could sneak in (laughs) (laughs) and if i remember correctly it was like an odd man out where i was just like why are like we're risking getting in trouble because you're being an asshole So were you guys like of age to buy r-rated tickets or were you still like too young we had i think that someone's i think that you know Maybe it is. A, it did, maybe it's two different instances, because um, I feel like we saw Kickass with a someone's like brother who was able to buy all of our tickets ahead of time, and then like we just like crossed our fingers as the ticket taker like ripped them, you know. But yeah, that's like 
just pay for the ticket. I, I guess it's easier said back then than it is now. Because yeah, nowadays tickets ridiculous. are so fucking stupid expensive. Tickets are too expensive, and we have this bullshit where like every theater has way less seats because movie theaters think that like every auditorium needs to be full of like lazy boys yeah. <laughs> and Recliner. so there's less people in a theater and it's assigned seating so you can't just easily take someone's seat which i think is a shame because like what if you are a kid and your parents don't let you see r-rated movies but you want to see like i don't know fucking the uh, conjuring whatever whatever horror movie you can't like sneak into that anymore you have to like wait till it's been in theaters a couple weeks and you know that you can get into a screening where there's going to be empty seats. But, like, by that point, everybody who knows probably seen it, they're going to spoil it. When I saw... I forget what movie I was seeing, but there was a trailer for Dunkirk, uh, and it was, like, when the trailer was new. I don't... It was, you could probably figure out what movie it was, because, like, I remember it was, like, when that trailer dropped, you know? Um, and at the very end of, like, this... It was like super quiet audience, like watching the initial Dunkirk trailer. And at the very end, when the title card hit the screen, like Dunkirk, in this quiet audience, someone in the very, very, very back of the theater went, Dunkirk. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone, everyone laughed. It was that's pretty so fucking funny. So every time I see the word written now, that's all I can hear. <laughs> that's so fucking stupid. That's the shit that happens in theaters. It doesn't happen when I'm sitting in my well you know what theaters i'm sitting in lazy boys too now like you, like you <laughs> already just, brought up so you i just like, fall asleep <laughs> in the leather couch yeah it's like uh you know how you know how the thing that you love about going to the theater is sitting in the recliner and eating a steak <laughs> yeah <laughs> eating a steak that costs too much money and is and like, like as garbage. good as something you'd get in the freezer aisle of albertson's yeah, yeah. it's pretty great yeah um, that's what people like right i uh I distinctly remember going to see, and I, I definitely told you this story before, but going to see Blade Runner 2049 uh, with my girlfriend, Jessie, and she got a glass of wine and <laughs> fell asleep because it was a late showing and it's a long movie. And she, like, I, I don't, neither of us really, like, loved the movie, so I don't think that helped, like, her being like, all right, well, just going to kind of tap out and fall asleep. But she woke up during the, right in the middle of the scene where Anna de Armas, the like AI starts morphing with the sex worker. And I like watched the recognition of Jesse opening her eyes, like looking at the screen and her eyes going wide. Cause she had no clue what the fuck was, what was happening. <laughs> I have a, I have a story involving you falling asleep during a movie that we ended up walking out halfway through. <laughs> Yeah, wait, what, what's this story? What are we talking about? Well, we saw uh, Jurassic World of Fallen Kingdom, and uh, halfway through, me and Elliot, our friend Elliot uh, noticed that Harry had been sleeping and noticed that both of us were not enjoying the movie and also noticed that it was, like, less than halfway through, and we were like, oh, dear God, let's just leave. Well, thanks to Movie Pass, we did not lose anything on that. Yeah, venture, thankfully. So it worked out. If you like uh, Jurassic World, and if you like uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, perfectly okay. I, only movie I've ever walked out on. So that's what I think about that, I guess. <laughs> I had a panic attack when I was in high school and I was watching The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo remake. Um, so I left the theater because I had a, it was when I was dealing with like oh my God. and panic Dude, attacks. You're right. Well, I had a panic attack too, actually, when I was younger. In a movie theater and actually wait, wait, halfway through. But wait, I had seen, which I, was? 
I was I never thought I've like never thought about it before, I guess, because I'd already seen it. It was Return of the King. I saw Return oh, of the King opening night with like my a friend of mine from like childhood, um, which was also a good experience because like I think that was the first time I personally saw a movie of that like epic scale at the age I was at in a theater. I was like, this is insane. This movie is like three and a half hours long. It's fucking bananas. Like it's massive. Um, so that was like already sick on its own. I had to pee like the last hour so bad. Like that's like ingrained in my memory too. Um, but when I went back to see it again with like my mom and brother or something at the time, I like straight up had a panic attack like halfway through and me and my mom had to go home. Oh, I don't know I why. Watching... I don't know why I had it. It was like there was a point in my life where I was choking a lot on food. Oh, like that yeah. was a problem I've always had um, or I always had when I was younger. And like I had like manif- like faked the sensation that I was like my throat was closing and that's what like caused the panic. Yeah, yeah. So fucking weird. I, I, that's essentially a lot of the roots of the anxiety stuff I dealt with when I was in high school was like this sense of, and I also, as a kid, would get freaked out about choking to death on food, which, if that is how I go, makes sense because I like to eat a lot. But when all this shit was happening, it was just this weird sense of like disassociating while I was eating and being like, is my body gonna know? how to swallow or is my food the food that i'm eating just gonna get stuck in my windpipe and i'm gonna like choke on it or they but that also fed into like having this weird sense of anxiety because and and this is still something that i kind of carry with me to this day but not to the point of having panic attacks like this sense of maybe there's something wrong with me that i don't know is wrong and it's gonna kill me because i like don't know that it's there so i would like disassociate and think about that and so, as I was watching the girl with the Dragon Tattoo remake, uh, it really started to hit, and then eventually I had to leave the theater. And it doesn't help that that's, like, a very tense movie, too. So. Yeah, because you're just feeling a certain way. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, there was a point where I saw... Uh, this was a few years ago now, I guess, when I saw Annihilation in theaters. Like, I've, I mean, I go through phases in my life where I get, like, more panicky. I think I've gotten it under control the last few years, thankfully. Yeah. Um... I think I'm kind of like, even if I were to have a panic attack now, I think I I have the tool set now to like figure out how to like get through it. Okay. But like, I remember it was, there was like, maybe this is getting too fucking gnarly, but I remember I had like a half panic attack during annihilation just because of how many like mass shootings had been happening. Oh my god, yeah, because that was like right after Parkland and yeah, a couple and months like, after Las Vegas. And like that movie's really uncomfortable and was like in like heightening my sense of like tension. And like I just had that in my mind. And I remember there was like a person in the theater who had a backpack. And like that's I bring backpacks in the theater sometimes, you know, like that's like a normal thing that you can do. Um but it was weird like just all of those things start like firing in the wrong way and then you can't like focus on the movie well i mean that's um, that's like a huge cons- i remember the first time i really became aware of that that i can think of was after the dark night shooting in aurora colorado um then i think the next movie i saw in theaters because i saw that like at midnight with some friends um then like a week or so later i, I went and saw um the amazing spider-man with andrew garfield uh, with my younger brother and it was like after been in theaters for a while so it was like more or less empty but it's the first time i can remember thinking like oh someone could come up through the aisle with a gun and just start opening fire and i wouldn't know until after it had already happened and yeah it's, i started to have a panic attack a little bit 
it's weird like i feel like the pandemic situation is kind of like made me forget a little bit about how much of a problem that stuff is because like there was definitely a point there where like everything i did i would like map out exit routes in my mind yeah it's fucking crazy this is a normal country yeah um nothing that was a yawn, by the way. That wasn't a <laughs> stupid voice I was doing. Just say it again, just in case. This is a normal country. There's nothing wrong with it. And that's all. To get back to to some good things that we, you know, <laughs> forget. <or> the <laughs> good like, things that were, uh, we miss about being able to go to theaters. Um, I guess for about a year at the, the Vista Theater um, in, in Silver Lake they ran a like they, there's a thing there they show like it's called secret movie club and they run a lot of like old movies on film and stuff a lot but they did like a year-long retrospective of akira kurosawa who i've always been into and like since i was in high school i was like into seven samurai and stuff but like i was able to kind of like finally deep dive into his movies in a theater setting over the course of a year like really taking them in you know um if I sit back right now, like that's like the last stuff that I remember going to see in theaters, even though I was seeing other things. So it's like weird to imagine that like, like if theaters were to not open up again, which they will, I mean, they will. Will they? Yeah, I think they will. I think that I have this sneaking suspicion and I've seen other maybe not, in, too. maybe not in like a megaplex sense. I think it will start seeing studio owned movie theaters where like, because you know, obviously most big companies and telecoms and global conglomerate type corporations don't have any respect or understanding of like great depression era laws that were meant to prevent another financial collapse. So there's whatever act that um, prevents vertical integration of like a movie production company owning rights to like theaters to exclusively screen their I know that like ran out, right? That ran out, they're not renewing it. So I feel like which is you fucking know, weird. In ten years, there will be like the fucking Disney theater that only shows Marvel movies and uh, live action remakes of cartoons. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's definitely something that's going to happen because like the writing is fucking on the wall there. But I do, I I imagine, and maybe I'm just being optimistic, but I I have a feeling that once, like, once things level out a little bit economically when it's safe to go to theaters again, I would imagine there will be more independent-owned theaters that maybe make up for some of the loss of, of big theater chains that I'm assuming we'll see. And maybe I'm I'm fortunate enough to say that living in, like, Southern California, where I don't think the independent film scene will die yeah. that, that abruptly. Right. Um, so, I mean, who knows? I guess, you know... Uh, well, I don't know what that says for like someone living in Kansas, but um, but thankfully living here, it's it's something that I don't think is just going to be gone overnight like that, and I hope that's true. <laughs> it's t- I grew up in Northern California where there was like mostly theater, like Cinemark chain type theaters, and then there was one art house theater in Monterey, which is like you know twenty five minute drive away, and they closed that theater. And due to, like, public outcry, reopened it, like, a year and a half later because it really was the only theater that would ever, in, in like, a solid 
40 mile radius that would show these types of movies like independent and foreign films and it's like hey if this is gone there's literally almost no place to show these it's like yeah that's like non-existent um, which is i think very healthy for art I yeah think it's really healthy that there's no place that's we good. can show these things that's great. it is it's always interesting to me like there's always uh when it, where i grew up in simi valley and simi valley's like big movie theater that everyone goes to like always has like one or two bollywood movies which i think is kind of cool um yeah but it's like it's interesting that like i'm assuming that's like a based on like a demographic or something that they have some sort of insight on uh but like that is the type of theater that you can't go see like you know fucking uh the most recent (laughs) you can't go see jean-luc godard's 900th movie (laughs) that is nonsense (laughs) Every now and then something will sneak in, like, like you'll see, I think maybe because A24 has clout, like, I've seen, like, the, I saw The Farewell at, like, the one of the Burbank AMCs, um, and I, in Long Beach, a lot, there was the kind of more art house focused like, Regal off of PCH, but then at the big Edwards, like, we saw Get Out, or not Get Out, I, I saw Get Out there, and then we also saw Good Time there, too, so, like, these things would go to that theater. Um, I also think... Like, Netflix is probably never going away. We're stuck with Netflix forever. Um, Netflix has... Like, I appreciate Netflix's willingness to just throw money at anything and not really care about, like... Like, essentially giving directors full creative control over their projects, which is dope. Um, But when it comes to, like, lending out rights for their movies because they want to be in total control, like, that's a big reason why their awards contenders that should have a wide release in theaters like Roma um, couldn't go to like AMC's or Cinemark's because Netflix's like stipulations were, they're insane. Like you can only show the movie from two to five between like two and 5 PM, like Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. And like for an independent theater that needs people to come in and like watch the movie, that's, they they have to accommodate it, but an AMC is like, well, whatever, fuck you, we don't need Roma. But all that's to say that uh, probably in my like favorite movie theater experiences ever was last year seeing The Irishman because um, I actually saw it like well past when everyone else had, like well past it was even like back on Netflix, um, but it was still sort of showing in a handful of places here in LA, and I knew I wanted to see it in a theater. Wait, here um, in LA. Uh, here in LA, there in LA, uh, there in LA. Uh, I meant here in LA, de- LA, comma Desert Island, California. Uh, yeah, that's what, California. Uh, but the I remember seeing the Irishman at like the Bruin near UCLA, and it was close to the end of the time that it was in theaters. And it was uh, this theater in the Bruin that's like it was like a stadium theater, just about like. It had a balcony with extra seats, and then there was, like, the lower floor. Um, and I was, like, assuming that since it's playing in this huge theater, it would be packed. And there were, like, it was myself and my girlfriend, Jesse and, like, two other people for this three-and-a-half-hour movie. And it was, like, totally empty. But it felt like we had this whole theater and incredible surround sound experience to watch one of the greatest movies ever made. And I think it also helped, too, that I wasn't entirely sure what to expect. I wasn't sure if I would like it or if Jesse would like it and like from start to finish we were 
I didn't pee in any yeah. at any point during three and a half hours because it just had me start to finish. Same. I, I had a really good experience with uh, the Irishman in theaters. Also, me and Harry are Irishman stands. Uh, probably my personal favorite movie theater experience that I've been kind of keeping here, which is I saw in 2012. I had just started college. I saw in the dome at the ArcLight opening night uh, the Master on 70 millimeter, and that was in and, in and of itself a great experience because I was really into the movie. It was very exciting to see it there. Um, but then after the movie, I met Quentin Tarantino on the sidewalk. Oh, that's fucking which dope. Which was pretty pretty sweet. Like we left, we exited at the same time, and I remember like going out the door, being like. That's a pretty identifiable head right next to me. <laughs> like, you know, uh, no one else has a head that quite looks like that one. Uh, and I just kind of ran up to him and was like, Bar, and I talked to him for a second. Um, and he was really cool to me. So I know that, like, some people... Uh, I feel like some people have had, like, not the best experiences meeting him. Or maybe I'm making that up. I'm not totally sure. But, like, he was super nice to me. And, uh, like after we finished having my like nerd out you know confrontation with him whatever um and he just allowed it to happen after the fact he like kind of insisted on shaking my hand which i thought was really cool like he extended it uh so that was a pretty cool thing that's number one that's cool number two i had the thought was he like did he have security or anything it was just Quentin Tarantino. it was him and the woman he was dating at the time i don't know if they're still dating but she i remember seeing her at the oscars on tv i don't think one are. of the following years i remember like that's remember the that woman too. he was with you know what i mean yeah yeah um that's all it was and i thought it was weird that like a dome a arc light dome full of people it's quentin tarantino in a sea of people like, as far as I saw exiting the doors and then walking down the street, you know, I was the only person that, like, tried to talk to him. Wow. Which, like, he probably he probably was resentful because he was like, I almost made the whole fucking <laughs> movie without someone I almost some made fucking it twerp him. trying to come he, on me. Yeah, because he, <laughs> he gets it all the time, I'm fucking sure. But uh, oh, absolutely. It, was, it was interesting. Like, that would be the environment where you'd think you'd be swarmed. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram is at Desert Island Movie Pod. And Twitter is at DIM underscore podcast. And if you could give us five pleasant movie theater experiences out of five uh, on Apple Podcasts, that would be really fucking cool. Uh, and Harry, yes. Harry chuckled at that. And if you could see his face over Zoom like I can... Uh, over a, yeah, I'm in your lap. I'm your Oh volleyball. yeah, if you could see his volleyball face like I can, uh, you would know that he resents me. <laughs> I hate him. I don't know why I'm here. I hate life itself. I can't yeah. wait till I'm dead. But volleyballs Same. live a lot. Like they have like tortoise lifespan. So I'm here for a while. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Dope. Sweet. Uh, so right, until bye. next time, stay desert, stay island, stay movies, stay podcast. <laughs>